Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Vergecast. Uh, it's our last Vergecast of CES. I'm Neil Lapitel, I'm the editor-in-chief of The Verge. I'm also extraordinarily sick, so there is, a, a, I would say, greater than 50% chance that I, I actually just die on the show. And as Casey was saying to me earlier... It'll be a snuff film. Yeah, it's a snuff film, and I think that is what The Verge should be known for. <laughs> Um, what was The Verge? It was a website, and then they got really into like the murder movie business. Uh, but I'm joined by three very exciting people today on The Verge cast. Uh, two people who are new to The Verge and new to CES. And Casey, who every day is a rebirth. Uh, so <laughs> Natasha Tiku is our new senior writer. Emily Yoshida is our new entertainment editor. Casey actually was just promoted to be our Silicon Valley editor. If you guys want to say hello, this would be an excellent time. Hello. What's up, CES? Wow. Hi. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> it's like a lot of tired people forcing it in the crowd today. Can I That's just right say, do, do, do. this is my first uh, time in the Verge Lounge here at CES, and I got so excited to see all these beautiful faces, and then I realized that everyone here is just charging their phones. Yeah. That's oh, what yeah. Because we've set up an incredible state. Like, how many power outlets do we have, and what is the electricity budget for the Verge at CES 2K15? I don't know, but it's all coming off that Mustang over there. Oh, that's there's, there's my Sweet. brand of I love the Mustang. It fills me with joy. Um, no, but I will say this. Uh, this. This space is really cool, but next year I want to get even bigger. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's Same it. here. So that is the end of the introduction portion of the Vergecast. I'm, like, really, like, my brain is at, like, 30%. Yesterday I was really hungover, and today I'm really sick. And tomorrow I will, I'm telling you, I will just be a corpse on the ground. I think that the Verge has been really good at organizing, though, the levels at which we get sick. Like, it feels like we're in shifts. Yeah. Like, I I was definitely early shift sick, and now I feel like a regular human being, which I feel really, really grateful for. But, you know. (laughs) But now I'm Eli's down, so. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, Natasha, uh, we were in a car on the way to a party the other day. And I asked Natasha how her day was going, and I, she misheard me and, and thought I asked you. She, she thought I asked how her life was going, and then her answer was, "I'm more susceptible to cults now." <laughs> I mean, it's true. See, yes. Uh, so, hey, uh, so the two of you are new. This is your first CS, so I'm just going to ask you straight up, Natasha. How is your CS? What is what is this like for you? Um, it has been very disorienting. Even walking to find this lounge for the second time, I got a little lost. Uh, Went uh, to a different giant tech corporation entrance. Um, It's been actually, though, really fun, too. Like, I am getting really excited about um, a lot of the people who are talking to me, and um, I've been able to do some really fun things. I just watched Richard Branson give away... 10 tickets to his private island at a startup contest. Like you do. Um, not in person, but... Um, and, I, and I think that's a trap, by the way. Whenever yeah. whenever a mysterious billionaire invites you to his private island, we've seen this movie. You I mean, will be like, hunted for sport. <laughs> I mean, it's Branson, though. He'll do it in a super handsome way. And that's what makes it so terrifying, yeah, exactly. is how good-looking he is. Um, well, it's, it's kind of... Wait, 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 wait. Can we, can we fact-check <laughs> yeah. this for a second? Richard, Richard Branson is like a, like a classic silver fox. Yeah. Oh, um, no. No? no? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. I, All like, right, literally more like, attractive billionaire than Richard Branson. Um, and well, I don't even know. I don't even know the state of who's a billionaire and who's not. Like you could I, tell me that 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 Ryan Seacrest is a billionaire. Not that he would be my first choice. That's just the first person who came who popped into my mind. Your subconscious <laughs> just revealed your crush on Ryan Seacrest live in no, front no, of an no, audience okay. of hundreds. I was saying like this is this is Neil. I wanted stories. Okay, so I went to the the iHeartMedia panel. I think it was yesterday. I have no concept of time anymore. And yeah. uh, I was in the second <laughs> row, but in the first row was a lady. And this has made me completely not self conscious about what I decided to take pictures of she had her camera 
just fixed on Ryan Seacrest the entire time for an hour. She has an hour of uncut footage of Ryan Seacrest sitting, and I'm like, that's dedication. I don't know how she, why she's here for CES. I guess just can, for that. Can but. you imagine rewatching that? I know, I know. What are you gonna do with it? Like, well. There he is again. <laughs> it's like cool. That's all. Do you guys, you guys want to watch my Seacrest movie? <laughs> it's an hour of him sitting quietly. Oh, maybe it's like a you can project it, like get one of those like new oh, fancy projectors. That, yeah, that yeah. He's just, in her house. Yeah, in the corner in the living room. Look, look. that's what's in her Oculus Rift. Yes. It's just Ryan Seacrest. In both eyes. <laughs> yeah. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. This could be very high concept, right? Andy Warhol famously shot a 24-hour movie of the Empire State Building, right? Maybe this is an elaborate commentary on celebrity. That's just an uh, hour of iPhone footage. Here's of what Ryan I know Seacrest. about CES. That's generous of you. Nothing here is an elaborate or thoughtful commentary <laughs> on anything. Oh. Like, truly, oh, deep in my heart, I'm aware of this fact. Well, clearly, it's elaborate. It is, I mean, it is elaborate. I guess, you know, it's funny that you were talking about how you are disoriented here. I, this is eight years of this for me, and I, so, it's, I'm so sad that I know how it works so well. I'm like, oh, I gotta go here, and then, like, I just know, and it's like, why do I, why am I so aware of this, like, totally artificial space that will be completely gone tomorrow? Wait, what, what do you mean? This what what have you learned in eight years that this is artificial? Well, no, I mean, not just the way. What do you, I mean, that's a self-evident fact. It's well, just, what I'm saying like is like, what about this is, this is fake? Yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. I think it's crazy that it's like a, like a series of cities that are all built up, and the cities well, are owned by like various gigantic corporations. I can't wait to see Ross Miller's video he's doing of his day living at CES, like taking advantage of like the bed that wakes you up <laughs> and going to wash his clothes at the Samsung booth and yeah. doing his dishes or whatever, <laughs> going to the fridge. I, I, we're gonna I'm put that up tomorrow, I think. Yeah, he was really excited. I mean, you can just live here. Yeah. People do. It, it's, I don't know. It's terrifying. So, Casey, what, what have you seen? What's been going on with you? Well, I did uh, an investigation of brands at CES. <laughs> uh, you know, CES is a show that is mostly about physical things. Uh, I wanted to do a show or uh, do a story about how those things are sold to us. So, uh, it turned out there was a event happening here called Brand Innovators. So, I was already signed up because how could that <laughs> oh be God. anything less than fun? And so I went there, and uh, not only was Shaquille O'Neal there to give his thought. The, the name of his talk was "How Do You um, Like Preserve Your Personal Brand in the Digital Age?" or yeah. something very highfalutin. Uh, and then Shingy, who works for the AOL Corporation and whose title <laughs> is Digital Profit, and who is a somewhat comic figure in the media world these days because he it makes these like sort of absurdist pronouncements about what of, all of our lives are going to look like. Right. I mean, AOL definitely employs a man named Shingy who made his own fake TED talk. Like, you can go watch it. Like, he set it up so it kind of looks like a TED Talk, but then you can also tell. Like, I used to work at AOL. I know the room that he shot it in. It's the studio at AOL. Really? And it's like he set it up that room to, like, look like a fake That's TED so Talk. That's so sad because they had a TED Talk at, at Burning Man. Like, you can have a TED Talk anywhere. He could have just gone to, like, a small city TED Talk or yeah, TEDx BlackRock City. Just buy a TED franchise, yeah. basically. Like, <laughs> All we have to do is just add the hashtag TED Talk to the Vergecast, and it becomes a retroactive TED Talk. <laughs> That's, um, that is a true brand innovation. There. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're all about. So tell me, wait, tell me about Shingy. Buzzwords galore. Uh, I still have no idea what to do with my personal brand or the Verge brand, but but I do feel like Verge <laughs> it's working for me. But it's working, yeah. On me, oh, your well, personal brand. Your personal. This is good news. <laughs> what, what I honestly feel though is that brands are very scared because they used to be able to just buy television ads, and then we would just sort of like some portion of us would mindlessly do whatever the ad said. And nowadays they have to develop a quote authentic voice, which really just means mimicking the voice of a teen 
Teen Boy, and then just like use that voice on Twitter all day long in the hope that it will drive us to go buy a gordita at Taco Bell. Right. So, so they are just like in an absolute wilderness right now, <laughs> and it's left them very susceptible to uh, these like folk heroes like Shingy who can come along and if they talk really fast and look kind of edgy and different, all of a sudden, uh, you know, you have a digital profit. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it's funny because I get, I get what he's doing, right? Which is he's he's supposed to teach them how to like buy ads in AOL and like talk to the new generation of internet consumers. But it's like it's AOL, and like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I yeah. love. I mean, Natasha is the one who like broke the Shingy story at Valleywag. Was your headline? It was like this man is representing AOL and national television. I don't. I think that was someone else. Is that someone else? But, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they. I. It makes complete sense to me that like it, in the New Yorker piece, like the scenes that are set, because I think what he's supposed to do, he's not actually doing any buying or selling. He just is supposed to make them feel creative. They want to feel like makers and like you know they're innovating influencing right. what have you and he inspires them <laughs> like some spiky hair is is all they need i mean truly what i they want they don't want to be corporate in my career is to known uh be known as a man who inspires you to think fluence yes that's the end of the that's the end of the game so emily you've been going to parties right and then you stopped going to parties <laughs> i went to parties for about two nights i i thought going into this that that would be my beat that i would be the party expert at ces that it was <laughs> it would be the only accessible uh cultural thing for me to pursue and it did not end up being the case um, what's that People don't dance at the parties enough. I was expecting to go. So I don't like. I was going to be at these things by myself. So it's like, what do you do if you're at a party by yourself? You can't really talk to people because it's very loud. Uh, so I was just going to post up somewhere and watch people dance. And nobody, what's up, CES? <laughs> You've got like the best DJs apparently. Yeah. yeah can we get a show of hands? How many people danced at a CES party? Any of these people charging hey, their phones? Hey, okay, thank you I for. I saw one hand. In 90. <laughs> now, what's it like when you're the one person dancing, though, in a, in a sea of tote bags? He said it was <laughs> awkward, which I believe. It is. I mean, every party here is extraordinary. I mean, did you hear about the three-day yo party? No, we went to We that. went to it. Oh we, went we went when they on. had alcohol before it went dry. Yeah. Why did it go dry? I think something happened after we left. It um, was very, very chill when we were there. Well, was I was like, trying to tell Emily that it was a good party, and she was like, no. And then I think she went to more parties, and she was like, oh. Yeah. yeah that's, they don't get more down than that. It was in a very picturesque location, very Instagrammable. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, I think the, the the problem with parties at CS, and every year I try to go to one or two. I took Casey to one yesterday, and he just looked at me. <laughs> he looked at me with such anger and vitriol in his eyes, and he just goes, "This is my nightmare." <laughs> <laughs> and it it really was like <laughs> when. When I was 22, the idea of like waiting in a line and then being escorted into a Las Vegas club by a bouncer had a lot of appeal. Um, but then you, what you find when you get in there is that it's too loud to have a conversation, right? So you can either dance, which nobody is dancing, or you can just sort of like awkwardly shift your weight from one foot to another while mm -hmm. drinking, you know, some overpriced beverage. You should, so, have, you should have started thinkfluencing though. I should have, well, what I should have started doing was trendfluencing, which is the word of the show for me. I didn't know it was a real word, but then I went to my brand <laughs> seminar, and the back of my program asked the question, are you a trendfluencer? Which, talk about an existential dilemma. I didn't know if I was a trendfluencer <laughs> or not. Should I be a trendfluencer? Um, I don't think I am. I'm trying not to be. Right. I mean, you should be, though. Well, we'll, we'll see how it, it works out in 2015. I mean, I just think, like, parties here and all that stuff, we were talking about it on the show yesterday, like, there's just an entire world of, like, 
B2B, like people who are like, I actually really want to write this piece. There's a whole subculture of like suits who are bad at Twitter. And they just like, <laughs> they just hashtag like Cisco at each other all day long. And like, it's like links to like B2B networking. Yes. And that's the parties, right? Like, I you think know. most of the people who come here and want to go to a party, they, they don't care what the party is. They don't care where the theme is. They don't really even care like what the club is. It's just, like, can they get like f- enough free liquor to make them feel like they had a big night out while they were here in Las Vegas? Like that's all most people want. I think that's why they're not dancing. Which is totally valid. Yeah. I want to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need the booze. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah. Why not? If you're here, if you get to come to Vegas one time a year. And there's a reason for you to go out, then why not? I mean, the only times I've gone to clubs here when I'm working or doing a story or something. So, you know. I think we're (laughs) underselling the amount of partying that happens. I just think, like, we're, like, the Yo Suite was little, because it was 7.30, we walked in, and the smell of marijuana is just, like, wafting towards (laughs) us. Um, Robert Scoble is wearing a light hat, um, a a trucker hat with a blinking Facebook like on it. And this is at 7.20 in the (laughs) evening. So, like, and they had red wine and white wine. And and then apparently something happened that made them go dry the next day. So people are partying in the suites, I think. Yeah. The yo Did you see they were, like, these two, this couple met on yo and no. I just, I like, could not figure how? out, like, how is that possible? Just draw me a diagram. Wait, you looked really skeptical of this. Well, I did. I interviewed the CEO of Yo while I was there. And um, he did. I did not realize that they had made some changes, one of which is you can send your drop pin, uh, send your location. So maybe, like, they sent it to a random person. So you just know you hit it off and you want to meet somebody <laughs> yeah. based on your crackling conversation? And on like Yo? he was mostly talking to me about brands. He Which thinks can the Verge brand should be on Yo. Yo. Yeah. What could the Verge brand do on Yo? Well, um, as he told me, you should not be Yoing more than once a day. This isn't Twitter. Um, in, so what they do is you can tweet a link, okay. and that is what BuzzFeed and uh, CNN and various things are doing. Huh? Yeah. Um, and so the TV we'll have like a good that. evening, Robert Scoble. <laughs> oh my God! That's, I mean, every party I've been to here, and I like going. I mean, I enjoy parties. Casey knows this. Same. Uh, yeah, I can't, every, can't confirm. Um, every year, I end up uh, like just randomly getting into a limo and driving around, and then the next day I'm wrecked. And so last year was like a way bigger party scene for me, and then this year has been a little bit quieter. But it's funny. This is better. Huh? It's quieter. I said quieter. quieter. Better, better is uh, is. I think I think CS is like it. It just is. It is this level of itself, and yeah. no further. So what else? What else have you guys seen? Okay, see anything cool you've been looking at? Well, look, the big buzz of the show over the past day has been the Belfie stick. We were just getting comfortable with the selfie stick, which is you know the stick that you can put your smartphone in and then you hold it and you can sort of get some better selfie angles for yourself. But somebody made and is selling for eighty dollars a Belfie stick, which is for taking butt selfies. Um, Have there been any Belfie sightings at CES? I, I haven't, and it's Anybody. my absolute greatest regret of the show. <laughs> so you didn't purchase one? Is that it did not, a, they're, they're all sold out uh, for right now. Oh, really? Yes. Um, but <laughs> yeah, You say that like you were the one who bought all of them. <laughs> well, okay, like, I bought 100 Belfie sticks. I I, did we confirm that it's... Okay, you confirmed that it's real. I think that it's just like a really good idea for the selfie stick people, because then 
there's something more ridiculous so that you actually, I feel totally fine. Like as yeah. soon as I go home, I'm going to buy a selfie stick. Right. A selfie stick it's is less, a professional tool. It's less money. I see people, all these people, I feel totally justified. It's normalized. The Belfie is now the, is That's now the, the new move. low. Right. Yeah. Or the oh, new oh, ultra. This is a good, this is a good general question. What gets normalized for you at CES that you have to get used to once you go back to the real world? Oh, yeah. How will re-entry be? <laughs> yes. How's re-entry? <laughs> we will probably all just burn up on descent. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, this place is so... Like, the idea that every person I talk to, I immediately, like, look down and, like, evaluate their career before continuing a conversation. Like, yeah. that's just a week of behavior that I have to unlearn every single year. Hmm. Where I'm like, oh, you're... Uh, oh, you work for Sony. Oh, you're interesting. I'll, I'll go ahead and continue talking to you. Um, mostly because I'm really bad at faces and names. So I find CSV an environment in which I can succeed. So do you know what the colors stand for? Because I realize that I have not been paying enough attention. Oh, yeah. The colors are like, uh, so they're classes of warriors and orcs. Okay. Um, no. uh, it's like press and analysts and yeah. buyers. It's charisma level. Right. It's basically they're like who will provide you with money and then who will try to make you, trick you into saying something you shouldn't have. <laughs> Right. Like, analysts yeah, and buyers, yeah. like they represent Guess money. Guess which side we're on. <laughs> yeah. We're the evil ones. Uh, uh, so you know what, actually, Emily, you were telling me uh, you tried the Oculus. Oh uh, yeah. So Ezra Klein was here, and he apparently was like super into the Oculus, and then you are not, which I think is wild. Well, no, it's not that I'm not into the Oculus. I just think the experience I had was not ideal. But that is probably I'm the enta- entertainment editor of The Verge, and like, there's very few stories here that I think like squarely fall into my in- area of interest. And the way that Oculus can be used for the motion pic- picture picture industry is is one of those things. And so, uh, so I went to go check out the demo of the the wild. Oculus experience, uh, which is a very interesting, like, it's like, it seems like a joke, but then you think it's, it's actually really, really interesting to do emotion, try to do emotional storytelling with the Oculus instead of this, like, whiz-bang, like, interstellar type stuff. Right. And remind me, like, Wild is like Reese Witherspoon, and she's just set loose in the wilderness? She, she's, uh, so it's based on <laughs> Cheryl Strayed's book where she does the Pacific Crest Trail. It's like like a thousand miles or something like that. She she literally walks a thousand miles, like the song. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, this Oculus experience just, is just getting super the weird. Proclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. So uh, so yeah, it's a scene. It's just a. It's a few minutes, but um, you're basically in a stationary place in in the forest, and you see Reese Witherspoon Witherspoon walk up to you, and she takes a rest on a rock and has this conversation with basically the ghost of her mother, played by Laura Dern. And it's very interesting. It's like very interesting to see how that works, where it's not you're not flying a jet through space or whatever. Uh, but I think uh, the environment I, when, uh, that I was in was a little loud. I think so much of that actually, like it, for it being Oculus and being virtual reality, so much of it is still dependent on the the audio experience. Right. And I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I could hear people yelling in my ear like throughout the whole thing, which kind of doesn't really do the trick. But I'm I'm really excited to see how that evolves like that if i came next year that would be something i would definitely want to check up on and like and how much freedom do you have to look around like could you uh, like do they film it in 360 degrees so you could like turn around and not even be looking at Reese Witherspoon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a 360 <laughs> degree it's like which is always a choice i that's how i prefer to watch wild <laughs> yeah, well it's, it's like, so that, weird what? i was talking about this with Ross who, who i went to go see her with and uh 
We were like, it's so strange to actually have this. Because I, I didn't see the Interstellar one, but I don't think in it, there were any people involved. And so this is like you're in a real 360-degree space, and Reese Witherspoon is sitting right there. Right. And it's like she's a real person just hanging Could out. Could you move around the space? Could you like walk No, no. Her? That's the thing. It's like you're, you're stationary, and you're sitting down, so and it doesn't move. I, I did an um, Oculus demo where I was in a, um, a, like a military installation in Iraq, and it's the same thing where you're in a fixed point. But it's filmed in 360 degrees, and that is a mesmerizing experience yeah. because no matter where you're looking, there's some other story unfolding. Yeah, which for a filmmaker is going to like pose some really interesting challenges. That's and I and I was also saying like it reminds me the, the for me the most compelling example of what filmmaking will look like in the future it uh, was in her the like 3D projection that he yeah. had in his living yeah. room, and this is basically that just you know on a headpiece thing. Uh, and yeah, the the idea of having something going on around you, like everywhere, and you can kind of decide what you want to focus on as a viewer. That's that's super interesting. It's like you know, it's like advanced uh, stage or something, theater or something like that. Uh, my dream, like Oculus thing, is like a murder mystery, right? Yeah. Like like a bot, like a where you a bunch of people, like an Agatha Christie. Yeah. Like, there's like a bunch of people in the house. And there's a murder, and you can like run around the house and like watch all the timelines and like see who's. Oh murder. yeah. Well, in, what is that show in New York where you sort of walk into the right. house? Sleep and no more. Sleep, sleep no, no more. more. That's basically what I'm. Right. Like, like, let me experience that. That would be fantastic. Yeah. No. Right. I mean, yeah. I can't wait to. I mean, the technicality stuff aside. I mean, I think that they're that they're focusing on the right things. If it was just you know effects stuff, I think. That would kind of go down the same route that a lot of 3D stuff goes, where it's just like, oh, great. It's great for filmmaking, a very specific kind of filmmaking. So, right. yeah. Well, in The Wild Thing, didn't they, they included the worst part of the movie, which is like the CGI fox. Like, in the movie, oh, yeah. it looks fake. And yeah. then they put it in their fake world. See, in their I, it was so loud. <laughs> it was also fake. <laughs> Layers I, of fake. It was so loud in the room, I didn't even hear the cue, the audio cue that makes you turn around and look at the fox, so I missed the yeah. fox. So I want my money back. Uh, the fox. No, I mean it, the the thing with that. Every Addie wrote a piece about this day. Everything with Oculus is a demo. It's just an, it's nonstop demo after demo after demo. And the only people who are like really interested in making anything for it are like basically like brands and entertainment properties that are like, here's a gimmick, and then you will like engage with our movie a little bit because you're going to wear this headset that you otherwise wouldn't buy. And I think until you like click over and you start making things that people want to watch at home, which I think that's like. That's the dystopian future, is, like, me sitting at home on the couch with my wife, and both of us are wearing headsets and, like, watching something together in, like, totally isolated ways. I mean, I, I fear for that future, <laughs> basically. Well, I, I, I like that they don't want to, I mean, you know, maybe it's going to be, like, a failure at the end, but I like that they don't want to release a half-assed product or yeah. kind of take the market. I went to this, um, like, all these... Uh, Glass heads before yeah. before there were they they um, shipped in um, every model of like augmented reality eyewear like starting back through the ages and they had some people I mean these were like the middle manager kind of people it was just in this one room and just looking at all of it it was so interesting it was just all poorly timed and uh, sent to the wrong people like in one case they gave it to Toyota like car mechanics so that when they're under the car. They can see it, and then nobody used it. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't mind if they want to like figure it out a little bit. It's there. It's been tried so many times. Right. right. But the question is, like, is Oculus a product that is just going to be perpetually six months away? Right. I mean, so you tried the Gear VR, right? And yeah, you yeah. Had very strong opinions about that one because oh, I think yeah. that's the future, right? Like, I'm never going to buy like a dedicated headset. I am completely involved. Like, 
I think the right idea is I'll buy a big phone and like put it in there and it will help me do this thing. Right. Uh, because I, I like the idea of buying a seven hundred dollar headset that like runs some software. All that seems bonkers to me. Unless the movies start being really, really good that they put on there, like everybody's like, "Oh my god, you have to see this thing. You can only see it because you have this headset." Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, yeah. you, if you want to watch a movie with three people in your house and you have to buy three of them, it kind of makes more sense that you would all just like that. Everyone I, would. I'm would, saving my money for the belt like, fee. They would buy. <laughs> Also, like, I think if the smartphone has taught us one thing, it's that when you get three people in a room together, you know what they want to do? Look at their smartphones separately and not talk to each other, right? right? So, like, I can absolutely envision a world where we all have separate headsets, and it's like, oh, you know, nice to see you, honey, and then <laughs> slink away into your own private Reese Witherspoon <laughs> CGI Fox world. I mean, I just, they, I haven't seen any. The one demo I saw, and we, uh, so Addie as well, like, she had the two hand controllers, like the Kickstarter hand controllers, and she was like lightsaber fighting. And I was like, okay, that, I would do that. What terrified me was Addie's stunning competence at fighting with virtual lightsabers. <laughs> like, she looked like she had been practicing for 20 years. She looked like Arya in Game of Thrones. <laughs> she was like, you know, darting like from place to place. It was, I, I, I mean, I've LARPer? always been afraid of Addie, she, but I'm terrified. So the answer to your question is yes, she's a LARPer. But, uh, I mean, and okay. we have 100% made a video of her LARPing in the past. Okay. And it's super hardcore. I never oh my watched God. that video. Um, you can always spot a LARPer. So you, <laughs> can't, can't you, though? Um, so speaking of uh, LARPs. Let's talk about LARPs. Let's, no, let's not. Let's let's use that to awkwardly transition into you still cycling with Costello. Oh yeah, so that was my um, uh, big adventure for the week. Is uh, Soul Cycle and Twitter were doing a brand promotion um, that huh. they somehow didn't really advertise that much, but. Um, uh, Somebody asked uh, Dick Costello, CEO of Twitter, if he was going, and he replied with the exact days and times of the classes that he was going to. So I was willing to, I mean, it took a little bit out of me to have to, like, you have to send, like, two hashtags, and it has to be, like, oh at, my God. Yeah, like at SoulCycle, and, like, I saw the other people, and they're like, please, please. So I just tried to Stay just chill. give in to the embarrassment of it, and, yeah. um, and I won. <laughs> I won these two spots, and I thought I was going to have to be competing with all these other reporters, but I guess nobody else wanted to wake up at 7 a.m. and then at 6 a.m. to Soul Cycle, which I've never done before, and um, was a little concerned would make me vomit. Uh, <laughs> and I want to hear like all about Dick Costello, but like for people who may not have heard of Soul Cycle, oh. like, like w- explain what it is and what is actually happening when you're on that bike because it, it sounds very cult like. <laughs> no, it is a cult. They're religious overtones. Such religious. Yeah, but like, I I mean, I I am a rabid atheist, but I fell for it. Like, I am, like, praying at the church of Soul Cycle. Uh, What's different about it than spinning? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) Um, The things I think that are different is that they come up with their own lingo. Um, They repeat these, like, affirmational phrases, like, you're stronger than you think. You uh, you have to turn the resistance like they're constantly the whole time trying to get you to turn your resistance knob harder and to do this they just tell you you're stronger than you think like no one else can tell you how strong you are and and you just like you believe it and right. I like did it I thought like oh, it would be so easy to cheat I mean even though like Dick Costello could see me um, but I didn't <laughs> but I, I didn't want to cheat and were, you, have, were, were you worried that he would be like he would be mad at you if you were cheating I I mean I was trying to prove to him I guess like this is you know me playing in their world. I've never tried this this angle of reporting, but um, <laughs> I up, subsequently heard that like all these tech guys do it. So now I'm gonna 
nobody else take this reporting strategy, but <laughs> I'm now going to go to the, all the right soul cycle classes because I could see who, like, the guy, Ian, who taught my class was, he's a, like, the people who are following him on Twitter are, like, top tech people. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. I love, I love the, like, the soul cycle master of the tech universe. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Spinner to the stars. And they have really good music, and it's, like, dim so lights, was, was, and you're all uh, in it together. Was the CEO of Twitter good at soul cycle? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Ian <laughs> called him out. He was like, I see you, Dixie. Like, good job. I see And you, also, Dixie. he is kind of, it didn't include this in my story, but he's, like, very ripped. Like, not like Jeff Bezos, <laughs> Sun Valley, Idaho arms. I feel like that's always the picture that comes out of Sun Valley is, like, Jeff Bezos' massive guns. He's not like that. He's more lithe, but um, very fit, and uh, I think was very surprised that I was able to make it through the class, um, <laughs> which is a valid uh, prediction. Um, I, lo- I love the idea that, like, in both of your minds, it's, like, this sort of, like, passive-aggressive war that's happening where, like, oh, yeah. neither is acknowledging the other, but in reality, you're sort of, like, trading glances whenever yeah. the other person looks away. Oh, well, what I tried to do is pretend I was taking pictures through all the rooms so I could take a picture of him and he was like looking right at me and I was like okay <laughs> yeah that's about the it. first time somebody's tried to sneaky pick Dick Costello okay you don't get to be CEO of Twitter without knowing who's sneaky picking you yeah yeah that was me <laughs> let's can I just let's stop for one second and just examine the word sneaky pick okay <laughs> okay so that's better than pick. a creep shot a sneaky pick is a, is a creep shot I mean I guess it's like basically the same <laughs> thing yeah, what's the difference um is well, it non-sexual yes I is it, wait, is a creep shot inherently sexual? Yes. yes. Okay. To me, a sneaky pick is when was you are very confident from both of you. I'm so worried. You thought that Richard Branson was handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what a creep shot is. No, Aren't I'm, you I'm glad you hired us? Yes. I'm learning so much about just the weirdest stuff. Look, a sneaky pick is when you are pretending to do something else while you take the picture. Like, I think it, like oh. a creep shot picture is more just like, oh, like this girl doesn't know I'm looking at her, <laughs> and like take a picture. But like, uh, you know, from time to time in, in these, you know, journalism situations. Oh, yeah, no. I have this to, is the thing. You know, see if yeah, I you're the, Oh, and yes. They, I, and they yes. actually make an app. Wow, is that your move? Wait. Oh, yeah. I hate yeah, yeah, when yeah. they no. can see that I'm recording. That's what you do when you're at a, a celeb, when you're at the Ivy, uh, yeah. just chatting it up with celebs. So you, like, you, make a, you take a fake phone call and, and then yes. hit the shutter button? Yes. Well, you, you don't That's what Emily just did. You don't need to do a fake phone call because they make an app that looks like the, um, the New York Times app, except where the... Yes. Uh, photo oh. goes uh, like in, on the front page of the New York Times app it's just the camera window and so you look like you're reading the New York Times and then you like line up the perfect shot and boom <laughs> you're done and front that app by the way news. is like three years old that's not a new app which just goes to show you how old the sneaky pick concept is <laughs> no well, I know a lot of old school entertainment reporters who use that app really? <laughs> really? yes wow. the paparazzi if you yeah. will the well I actually was <laughs> thinking about this because on the drive um, over here I saw this guy trying to take a selfie and um, it's just the most embarrassing posture possible and nobody none of these solutions have or no one solved this problem of like making it not look just um, just really sad I don't know I saw a Hello Kitty selfie stick today so oh, that's adorable no now I'm starting to like I'm, I'm <laughs> Like thoroughly converted, but at least with the selfie stick, you're honest with yourself. I feel like this. I trust this person. I would use it as like a you know a character test. Yeah. And Wait, how, they, what, what would the how would you fail the character test with the selfie stick? No, you win the character test because no. you're like you're honest about your intentions. You're That's just out obviously, there. yeah. Here like I am. I'm a rabid narcissist who needs like constant um, feedback and affirmation. And so I bought oh. this stick. And right. so yeah. I don't get out of bed before I get a hundred likes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> 
That's Quote what it, it takes tweet these it. days. This um, is, I'm super worried that I sent you guys out at CES to like talk to brand people, and now you're both terrible people. <laughs> we talked to too many like, brands. Yeah, I? you've been subsumed into the cult of Shingy. <laughs> And you don't know that the like, virus is growing within you? The man has a lot of good ideas. I think we should hear him out. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, also, I was telling them I saw the double selfie move. Like regular conventional selfie with one hand, selfie stick with the other one. Guess what? where I saw it? At what? the Tiesto Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> so. You did go to a fireside chat with Tiesto. Yeah, it was, what was built that as like? a fireside chat. It was, um, you know, he's got a headphones brand, which yeah. is really weird. Like a weird do, choice. Why? Uh, I'm being I'm, it's an opposite <laughs> joke. Uh, <laughs> I'm too. I'm so broken. Why would you do you that? You need to, to take me? a minute. <laughs> like, why, why would you look me in the eye and just like? All right, go ahead. Talk about um, Tiesto. No, I mean he 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 only talked for a few minutes. He signed autographs. You know, right. I mean he's got he's got a headphones brand. Fifty Cent's got a headphones brand. Uh, who else? Who else? Can we name everybody who has a headphones With brand? Justin Timberlake. He's like a no, advisor. no. That's a, that's like a professional audio mastering software. Right. Thing. Doesn't that Nicki Minaj have her own headphones? No, uh, no. She's just making money. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, but like Beats has most everyone, and then like Fifty Cent has SMS Audio, and like Fifty Cent's Twitter is the best because it's mostly him like retweeting or replying to girls who send him naked pictures, <laughs> and then he like hashtags his headphones brand in all the tweets. He's like, "Yo, like, good butt SMS Audio," <laughs> and it's like, I don't. This is not a reasonable strategy for you to hey, market. But then he made know. Star Wars headphones. He did. So. Ross has a long story about Fifty Cent Star yeah, Wars. He got yeah. to talk to him today. Uh, and Ross also talked to Riza, and we had Nick Cannon here All yesterday. Right. I mean, like, celebrities at CS is a real thing. Jason Derulo's castle? Are we going to talk about Jason Derulo's castle? Tell me about Let's the castle. Please. Oh, I don't know. I, I, you have to ask Kwame, but Kwame talked to Jason Derulo at the iHeartRadio party last night, and apparently Jason Derulo has a castle. I can, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, like, he's like, because he's a secret Game of Thrones fan, right? Oh, is he? I learned so much about Jason Derulo. I learned that his <laughs> last name is actually spelt like French, like D E S R E A U L E U X or whatever. Huh. It's it's huh. it's it's crazy. I have a little, I don't I don't think that I have so I already had a, a lot of castle. respect for him. I'm not going to say yeah. I have more respect for him because I already No, but like a lot, he's but. A, like a massive like wiggle is like basically samples the Game of Thrones theme. Oh, wait. Are you talking about Oh, yeah. Am I crazy? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, every time I try to think of Wiggle now, I think of Talk Dirty, so it's sort of hard. Uh, No, I was talking about, like, if if I had gotten a chance to talk to him, I would have asked him just about, like, making the best meme songs of 2014, (laughs) because that's all those songs are. They're just, like, a fit, like, vine length snippets of something that's super catchy that you can't get out of your head, which is pretty genius. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Actually, I, I have been meaning to ask you. So CES for me is always like the worst musical environment in <laughs> history. Uh, and it's like... What's that Black Eyed Peas song? I got I a got feeling. Oh, don't even say I got it. a that feeling. Was, okay, if you this say morning. it, then it get, Don't say it. Don't say the name. Tonight's going to be a good night, Natasha. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, that's Let's not the next layer. I hate. <laughs> oh wow! Did Fill you up know? My cup. Did Drank. You know? <laughs> that one's okay. <laughs> that, it's the same song. Mm. Uh, no, like it, that song has just like haunted, like many many like massive corporations were like led to believe that people would definitely have fun if they heard that song. Well, I've been going around shazamming um, for a playlist. 
the songs that they think will move product. Yeah. It's still better than two years ago because two years ago, every company had the Dubstep. independently hilarious idea that if they just played Gangnam Style at the right moment, everyone would go bananas. <laughs> and it probably worked during the very first <laughs> keynote. But like 17 keynotes later, you would just be like, oh, but Gangnam Style. And the whole crowd would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Misery. Um, so, wait, I want to hear from Emily about the music of CS because I, I feel like you care deeply about music. I do care a lot, <laughs> and I've actually been surprised. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be interested to know the lifespan of a song and how often it has play here, like how, how long. Because I feel like I definitely heard some Avicii levels, oh, uh, yeah. which, you know, it seems like that's going to be on its on the, on the downturn now. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, what did I hear? I, I've heard a lot of um, the Look, I've heard levels. Oh, what? Oh, I said yeah. I've heard levels on the baggage claim here before. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's just Las Vegas. Wait, what, what Ariana Grande song? Oh, the Ariana Grande, the Zed Ariana Grande yeah, song, yeah, that's Break everywhere. Free. That's, that's a lot of places. I heard there was a Skrillex song off of his most recent album that was played at the iHeartMedia panel, which was, uh, you know, that's deep. That's a deep, deep Skrillex right. cut, uh, which I, I felt proud of myself for recognizing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what no, else? My favorite is like they start all the press conferences by like just jamming tunes at you, and it's like you're definitely making decisions about how I should feel right now. And most of the decision you're making is like this group of like pretty tired business reporters or like tech reporters and like financial analysts. Like you're are, basically are there financial analysts here? Tons and tons of them, like all over the place. Like that's and like I want to like, talk to those. Basically, people. like there are suits everywhere here, and it's like right before Sony talks to them about their new product line and like all the business stuff. You should also also want to get super drunk in the club, <laughs> and it's like that. Oh yeah, I remember. What they, I was trying to remember what they played before Sony. It was the Fireball, the the Pitbull song. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, like it's like hey, it's excited um, about keynotes. Have you guys? Have you seen the people dancing on the astroturf in the parking lot? No. Like okay, if you have to exit like at just the right time. And everyone is standing in line for shuttles, but this few people are just like, you know what? I'm ready to let loose. I'm on some orange astroturf in front of like a, a show car, and yeah. I'm drinking orange beer and just like kind of moving it's time. around. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a very unfortunately named company called Vox International here with two oh, yeah. X's, <laughs> and they own like any number of like mid level audio brands like RCA and Audiobox. And every day they have like basically like a PG 13. Like fake stripper, just going after it. While like a DJ, like like a medium Vegas DJ, like scratches over fancy. <laughs> and it's like I just I really want this to stop, and I want your company's name to stop sounding like my company's <laughs> name. I don't know. Maybe we just embrace it and get a DJ next year and go go head to head with them. I mean that if we get in in this room, a lot of people just looked really happy about that. Uh, yeah. I think we should definitely put a DJ in this room next year. Well, and I have volunteered to, you know, get into PG-13 clothing and just dance. Uh, you know, I've, here's what I've known about you for a long time, Casey. Yeah. And I don't know that if I've ever expressed this to you. Okay. You look really good in shiny clothes. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Is that Glitter is a way of life. Yeah, glitter yeah. is for it. So uh, we should wrap this up. Is there more yeah. stuff? I want to I wanna hear from you, Mr. Newton. What, what, happened, what happened to you at CES? How uh, is this different? Well... I think here's the thing that I came to peace with about this CES. On a serious note, you guys. Oh, my God. Um, the unfortunate fact of life sometimes is that real progress is incremental and that we don't get these massive leap forwards every year, even though that's what we all come here hoping to see. 
But watching this stuff, particularly around autonomous driving, I did get really excited because that's technology that is going to save tens of thousands of lives in America alone every year. And man, it's coming really quickly. And it's not just Google who's doing it. Ford is making some right. really interesting moves. Mercedes, BMW. So I love to see that. Like that's something to genuinely get excited about. And um, like, as far as I'm concerned, they cannot spend enough money or hire enough engineers. Like, make that a reality. <laughs> make me not have to drive a car anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, the second I can buy one of those, I'm going to buy one of those, and I'll let it drive away while I get into a Mustang and like just rev the engine on my. No, I don't know. Uh, um, on the flip side, Internet of Things continues to be the most mundane of all technologies. Whenever the Internet of Things is described, it's always like, uh, flip this light switch and it'll get your toaster going, right? Like, right. nobody can connect the dots in a way that makes me want to buy a single thing. People, you know, at this Samsung presentation, oh, when you wake up, we'll tell you what the weather is on your TV. The, I can see the weather on any imaginable screen, right? I'm pretty sure I can already get the weather on my like microwave. Like, also the window. On the window, sure. I can, I can even look with my own eyes if I wanted to get really old school for a minute, right? right? But you'll be wearing your headset. Yeah. So what, what I don't understand is that these companies are, are often incredible at marketing things, and the, the failures of marketing in the Internet of Things start with the name itself. It is the worst, like, most boring, horrible right. name they, they tried to upgrade it last year to the Internet of Everything. No, no, right? that was no, that, couple, that yeah. was just a really like like wild Snapdragon keynote. Like it didn't quite. <laughs> they, yeah, they went wild off. Yeah. Keynote. yeah, that but, was the one where like yeah. Big Bird was there, oh. and then like a Mercedes exploded. Like yeah. that is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in CS, and okay. that's where they did Internet of Everything. Like when I say Big Bird was there. <laughs> I mean, Big Bird was there, and then they cut to Kofi Annan, and then a Mercedes drove itself on this. Like, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen here. It had a certain internal logic. No, it didn't. But, <laughs> if, um, but seriously, like, I, 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 like the, the autonomous, like, self-driving car people, like, you should feel really great about CES. If you had anything to do with any presentation about the Internet of Things, like, return to whence you came right. from, uh, hanging your heads in shame, because you failed to sell what should actually be cool. Right. But this is why they need Shingy, because otherwise they'll oh be saying the Internet of Things. Ding, like, ding, ding. has no one vetted that? Have they ever, no. like, put it out in the wild? No. They, like, they have no idea the hurt that is going to come upon them when real people start hearing this. Like, right. I was trying to think of how we could shame them out of it. Like, maybe if, like, a really cool person, maybe if Nicki Minaj made fun of the Internet <laughs> of Things, like, then yes. it would stop, because it needs to stop. I and mean, I'm I have not to powerful enough to do it. The Internet of Things. Right. In yeah. terms of, like, ultimate Verge moments, like, getting Nicki Minaj to make fun of the Internet of Things Nikki, please, would make me so happy. Oh <laughs> Listen Help to me, us. Nikki. Help us. Help us. The, corp the brands are out of control. Uh, yeah. Natasha, what's your wrap-up? This was your first one. I'm, like, very curious with the two of you in particular. Like, what was this like for you outside of the, like, hassles of being in Vegas and the show? Well, okay, I, I kind of had a different take than Casey because I wasn't coming here looking for the latest thing. I've, I often, like, I consider myself, like, the last, last of the early adopters. And so what I really liked, even though there's n absolutely nothing that I want to use here in terms of the Internet <laughs> of Things, what I liked is, like, <laughs> that, that it's... What I liked is that it's, like, actually being implemented. Like, all of it seems like it could... I, I get excited when things happen. Like, it's really frustrating when you write about software and you're down, downloading an app and no one else will play on it with you and they don't realize that you have to have, like, a full engaged audience and even like I was um, washing my hands in the bathroom and I was like oh look there was a time when we didn't like we would have to like squirt the soap thing and not just like put our hands 
you know, up and yeah. down wildly. And so, like, I'm excited for, like, it getting actually into the infrastructure. Right. Just yeah. through brands. Oh, wait, can I really, can we connect SOAP to the infrastructure again? I'm very, yeah, very... Yeah, it's the internet of SOAP. <laughs> <laughs> the SOAP of things. Uh, okay, Emily, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I am not also really a gadget person, but uh, culture-wise, it's, it's genuinely been something where uh, I've definitely seen an entire world here that I would never have seen before, and that's really fascinating to me. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with Natasha. Like, I, I think a lot of, I think a lot of the stuff you see here, it's going to be the most interesting when you barely even notice it coming into your life, when it just sort of seeps in, and. Right. I don't know, I like that because I'm I, like I'm thinking and I'm like, oh, the coolest thing I saw was like the 3D printed shoes because I'm a girl, I guess. Um, but, but it was cool, you know. And it's like, but it, the, the idea of like you know finding new ways to make things or finding new ways to just park your car, right? Uh, that's you know that's all interesting. It's not stuff that I'm like gonna want to be on the first line of when it comes out, but like when it becomes a part of our lives, it's gonna it's gonna be the future. It's cool. I think well, it's this. For me, what this show is always about is it's just about screens. And, like, the screens wax and wane. And it's like, what are you going to put on these screens everywhere? And, like, there are no... Like, I've been saying it. It's crazy to me that there are no tablets at this show. Like, mm. the, the, that, that was going to be, like, the main screen in our lives. And we're, like, I would go to TV conferences and, like, I would hear TV executives talk about how they were going to build second screen experiences so that you would definitely be holding your iPad while you watched a TV show. And it's like, well, that definitely didn't pan out because nobody maybe, wants yeah. to do that well, babies love them babies love ipads so right. maybe they could just like read find a new product market fit right make it a baby toy there's one like right over the only tablet here is like a kid's <laughs> tablet right right behind <laughs> her booth. Uh, no it's just funny because like i look at this show and what happened was these phones ate everything like they literally ate everything and they got pretty big so nobody buys tablets anymore and now it's like there are tvs everywhere and those screens are going to be computers and it's crazy to me that we are better at putting a computer in a car and making the car drive itself and we still can't figure out like how should we watch television like that's still like a pretty hard problem that this industry has been trying to solve for like 30 years and they like literally like cars are driving themselves now and the tvs are still like maybe because just- it's not a problem <laughs> I that, can watch television. Well, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it, it's so hard to improve on on button and then up down and instant delivery of show. Yeah. It's it's hard to improve upon that. That's like the whole lesson of Google TV is maybe we they should could maybe not we improve on TV. Reach the top and they should stop. We're well, good. Some up, of these booths stop innovating. Shut, shut it all down. <laughs> no, no, you've it, reached peak. No, I, but that's to me. That's that's the question, right? Like. You would never say that about a phone. You would never say you can't improve yeah. this basic experience of like using a phone. No, I like, love my phone. Um, <laughs> you're never getting a new phone, Natasha. <laughs> Keeping this one forever. No, no I just think yeah. it's funny. Like that to me is like the story of the show. It's like where are we gonna put all of the energy and all the investment in like making things better? And it's funny to just watch people try and like hit roadblocks and constraints and then move very quickly to something else entirely. And this show changes so fast. The other thing that I think is fun is that we all just get to party here. Like, our team gets to play together, which is really yeah. fun. And, like, get I don't Get sick know. together. Huh? And get super... Share like, all I'm, our germs. What, uh, what... I mean, there's a lot of people out there listening to this show who, like, one day dream of working at The Verge. And what you should really know about it is that we do just share germs left and right. <laughs> it's super weird. And that's... There, there is a big jar of animal crackers in the trailer, <laughs> and the lid has been off since the first day of CES, and I still just keep reaching my oh, hand, no, and it's just, like, Casey, grabbing two to three you, animal crackers every day. Casey, I just and, took and my first And that's how much hand. I trust my coworkers. Right. 
Casey, Casey will be dead within the week. <laughs> no, Remember Casey, me. I just took my first handful from that jar today. Oh my god, not bad, right? I, I well, I'm gonna go back to the bad. trailer and touch all the animal <laughs> yeah. crackers. Uh, so that's it. That's a show. It's great. I mean, I'm sorry that uh, I am as like dead as I am, but that's the nature of CES. Like fundamentally, if you're not completely broken by the end of the show, you uh, did it wrong. You did it completely wrong. You know, it's cra- I actually haven't even walked in the other two halls. Like I haven't gone look. At, I'm gonna go look at the cars. And I don't know. I'll go. The, the I South tried to Alton. make an Oculus Rift appointment. It's fucking full all. Really? All day. Of all of the of all of the reasons to drop an F bomb. <laughs> the girl likes Oculus. her VR. Yeah. Who doesn't? Okay. That's it. That was Vergecast. That was CES for us. Um, I hope all of us remain alive over the next few days. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for the people who are downloading the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, and that's it. Goodbye. Bye.